Today's episode is going to go back to the original vision of this podcast and the tagline of thinking upwards is about this idea that everything that we think about can be um, through the lens and filter of God's word. And the reason for that as believers and Christians, it's because we ultimately believe and want to surrender our lives and submit ourselves under the authority of God's scriptures um, for our good and for our blessing. Um, I think as a parent, something I really think about sometimes is the time that I grew up several decades ago is so different than the times of today's postmodern culture and how uh, people basically celebrate all kinds of ideas and philosophies and truths and even tolerate the idea of relativism that you and I can hold different ideas and they can both be true. Mm. And I think this is, there are consequences of that kind of society um, towards Christians because we hold to an absolute truth um, known as mm. God's authority and what God says. And even now we see that if we want to speak out on our own beliefs, there will be times where we will face opposition because it we mm. seem intolerant. And that is like such a a wrong in our society, like to to have absolute truths. Um, so I guess the first thing I want to talk about is the difference between truth and knowledge. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that is because I think with the rise of internet and screen time and the quick access to just look anything up, I see our culture as like a knowledge seeking culture. And whereas like knowledge can be helpful, um, knowledge is not truth. So what's the difference between knowledge and truth? Did you guys see this question? <laughs> we did. <laughs> well, you said it. The knowledge is different from the truth. So <laughs> but what's yeah. the difference? Knowledge is not it's the like truth. like you answered your own question. <laughs> No, they're different, but why? Yeah. What, what's the definition of each then? Okay, I think for <laughs> believers, okay, the truth, like you said, Leslie, earlier, truth is uh, based on God's word, those pages in the Bible, and those are the truth of God, and those are the promises of God. But mm -hmm. knowledge, on the other hand, is something that I can learn. I can, mm -hmm. um, you know, gather from different sources yeah uh, i can be taught um so knowledge might not be truth you know it's just something that i learned and i right. take it as something that i i claim that i know of so right to right. me that's a difference between knowledge and truth and truth doesn't change you know oh. truth is to me is universal truth is is true to all people at all times it's true. yeah yeah you know mm. yeah that's in all circumstances Mm -hmm. That's a good point, actually. Um, that's a, a major difference, that truth doesn't change. It just stands. But knowledge, it, it evolves, and it's, oh, yeah. it's fleeting, and it's contextualized, depending on, you know, the context in which you're talking about mm -hmm. something, and it can change. So it is, um, it doesn't stand. It, it, it always evolves. Yeah. 
I think I like how you brought up like the source of each of those things, because I think that's also like something that's really big, like as believers, like the source of truth is God, who is the absolute truth. But a lot of times like knowledge could come from any source, right? Even like Mm -hmm. other humans and humans are fallible. And even like science is a knowledge, but science is constantly changing based off of like what humans come to understand or come to see more. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, there is just this, I think also I equate knowledge with like information sometimes maybe like as a society, we have a lot of information, but not all that information is necessarily um, accurate. And it, it's not necessarily like life-giving. Like when I think mm-hmm. of truth um, and we're talking about God's truth, God's truth is meant to, to give life you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's meant to lead people to, to life and not mm-hmm. necessarily, uh, I don't know, well, the world doesn't see it that way, but as believers, mm-hmm. we know that. And um, I think, yeah, there's like a big distortion of, of like what's true. And um, I think the world tends to define truth as what makes me feel good and what makes mm-hmm. me feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's where you get this idea of like relativism Mm -hmm. so if if truth weighs heavier and is eternal and it has been there from the beginning of time why is it that so many of us as Christians we have a tendency to chase after knowledge over truth in in our daily display of like habits and Mm -hmm. And where we invest our time. Because get this? Same, <laughs> no, I think because in the same way, we're just like the world. Like we want to feel comfortable and we want mm-hmm. to feel good. And so we want to just fall after the things that make us feel the most comfortable and good. And mm-hmm. that not, and a lot of times that's not, um, you know, digging into God's word or speaking truth to ourselves, that's always hard, right? Like, I think one of the things that you're talking about is like, was there a time, do you remember where someone like told the truth about you? And how did you react? Mm -hmm. I think most people can say like, well, yeah, like, it's not nice to hear the truth about yourself, especially if it's, you know, it it could be a a criticism or something like that, because it's, it's hard to deal with the truth. It's not meant to mm-hmm. be um, comfortable or easy all the time. Yeah, no one wants to. Uh, yeah, let me add to Meryl said. I think that it's so true that we want to be comfortable and just see ourselves as you know <laughs> all righteous. But I feel like for me, I want to stay in control. Mm-hmm. I want to be a control freak. That's why I don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> I want to know what lies ahead of me. I want to know what's going to happen if I take the next steps or what next steps to take. You know, so you talked about earlier, like, and let's see, like, how the knowledge just, so I want to know as much as I can before I make mm-hmm. any decisions or, or, or to know where I'm heading. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so that it, when I know what I'm, uh, what I'm doing or where I'm heading, I definitely feel more confident and comfortable, like Mira was saying, and to, you know, to continue this you know, to do whatever I'm supposed to do or had to. So it just, yeah. So I feel like even now our, our, this, our world, um, the people that we know or don't know, we all fall into this uh, trap of, uh, yes, I only, 
uh, I, I only want to be in control. I want to have good control of my life or everything else that happens around me or to me. You know, so mm -hmm. that's why they they totally just forgo God's truth or they just choose, even for believers, they know what God's word says. But when it comes to making the decision, they always go back to, okay, what makes me feel comfortable? What makes mm -hmm. me feel that important? Mm -hmm. What makes me feel like I can be in control? You know, so that's a, that's a big question. A very good question. Yeah. I think as you were saying that, Chalice, I think I was just thinking like sometimes I feel like, even for myself, I think I hear people say, like, like sometimes, like, scripture isn't, like, as practical, like, information, and, like, from the internet, like, you get, like, it, whether it's, like, health, or, like, politics, or even, like, you know, like, parenting, you know, it's, like, mm. like, people give you, like, very, like, specific things, like, oh, like, if you have this, here's what you do, right, and so it's, like, you know, like, easy knowledge, but if you look to the Bible, it's not as, like, practical in that way, like, as we think about in this world, it feels just more, like, like the main thing that God calls us to do is to trust him. And like, mm -hmm. when we're going through like difficult circumstances, it's like, okay, trust him. Like, what does that mean? Like, what can I mm -hmm. do? You know, but like a lot of it is just like surrender. And I feel like that's hard for us to do. Like we, we want control. Like you were saying, like we mm -hmm. want to like actually do stuff to like solve our problem. And so I feel like when we look to God's truth in those times, it just feels like, oh, I feel like there's, nothing really for me to hold on to when like mm. I want to like you know do something about it ever since the fall like we're all really prone to trying to be the god of our life we want to control things and we want to know everything and we want to make decisions for ourselves rather than um, do the harder part which Vanessa you said is the surrendering and it's like the faith building part um so yeah, I think that this tendency is still practiced and it affects us as yes. believers. Yes. Why is Jesus the truth? Well, I think like, if you think about the fact that from the very beginning of everything, like Jesus existed and from him and through him and for him, all things were created. And mm -hmm. so in that, like if he is the origin of all things then he it is fair like that all things are defined by him so in that way like mm -hmm. he's the ultimate truth right so if since through jesus everything was created if jesus says like the purpose of creation is to glorify me then then that's the truth like the creation follows the creator um so that's what i thought of when mm. you were saying that yeah that's really good <laughs> Anyone else want to add to that? But not only, um, as Meryl said, that um, that uh, Jesus is, you know, everything was created for Jesus, right? Through him and uh, in him. But what um, he did for us, you know, for mankind um, is way beyond what we could ever understand, right? He literally died for us on the cross while we were still sinners. And um and not only that, but he came back to life after three days. And um in his in his in his life we see the life on in this world, we saw how we see how he uh lived a perfect life. You know, he um never, you know, he never equate himself with God, but even though he is, you know, 
equal to God. And at the same time, he he lowered himself and to save us while we're so sinners. And just that alone, I believe that, you know, he is worthy of our praise and worship. And he is, like Mary said, he's the origin of all truth, the ultimate truth. And especially when I think about Ephesians 2, A and 9, the how we were saved by grace through our faith alone. And that faith is not, it's not of our own, but it's a gift from God. So I just see that how God um, had this grand plan um, to save us sinners. And he and his son Jesus did it in full obedience. And mm -hmm. for that alone, you know, he is truly the ultimate truth that, um, that I shall place my trust in, I shall believe in, mm -hmm. you know, for my entire life. Yeah. I was also thinking when I was thinking about this, um, how like Jesus came to like fulfill the law mm -hmm. and he's like the word uh, made flesh. And mm -hmm. I was reading something and I was saying like, Jesus is like authoritative, authoritative standard of righteousness. And he came to fulfill the law. Like the law itself was like mm -hmm. not enough to save them, but then through like what you're saying, Antio, was, like through him, like, um, like that's like, that's who saves us. Not just like, you know, all these works and stuff, but mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I was thinking about him, like, just being the word, like, made flesh, like, made for people to see and, like, know. Mm. I'm a very visual person, so when I read the Gospels, like, that, that's it for me. I just need to look mm. at a picture of Jesus's life, and I yes. see a whole bunch of lessons there. Um, like, his heart was humble, even though he, he could have been prideful, and he could have been really mm. demanding, but he was the opposite of that. And like, you know, when I struggle with pride or I'm not humble towards mm. my neighbor, it's like, well, I always have an example through Christ. Like everything that we can go through or struggle with emotionally or um, like lack of self-control or relationship issues, I always go back and look for Christ's example because he models it perfectly. Mm -hmm. And it helps to have real life models like mentors, parents, friends that kind of demonstrate tangibly like mm -hmm. what godliness looks like. Um, but we're still all imperfect. And so I always go back to look at what Jesus was doing and what was his attitude like and how he was even like the perfect son, like perfectly submissive to the father. Mm -hmm. So when we go through issues like submission and how that's mm. such a, a heated word in our society, mm. it's like, well, you know what? My savior was perfectly submissive to his mm. father. And so I think like, I really like learning about Jesus's life. And I think it really sets an example of um, how God had originally planned life to be and what we should be striving to live like so I think that is the most truthful example for me just mm -hmm. Jesus's life and mm -hmm. his teachings and everything he says yes. it's like I, I want to know those things and I want to believe put my trust and belief and faith mm -hmm. in them Amen. Yeah. in John eight thirty two, Jesus talks about how the truth will set us free mm -hmm. um what are we being set free from if we know the truth or if we come to Jesus and receive him. 
There's so many things that can be set free from <laughs> when we trust in Jesus. Um, even though I'm not doing a very good job, but I make a long list. So <laughs> allow me to read it to you guys. <laughs> you ladies. Well, fears. Fears of man. Fears of others. A judgment um, or opinions of me. Fear of others' expectations that will ro- rule over me. And anxiety. You know, who holds tomorrow? You might know Jesus holds tomorrow, but um, in times that I still wonder what's going to happen tomorrow and or how much I have to do to be considered valuable or important mm-hmm. or righteous, you know, in God's eye. Um, Jesus also, the truth of Jesus also set me free from self-destruction um, because mm-hmm. I have tendency to talk about, to think about I'm never going to be good enough for anything that God calls him to do, uh, or I'm never going to be good enough for um, other people's, like, like I said earlier, you know, like what they expect of me. Um, yeah, so there's a long list. I think maybe someone else's turn before I, before I self-destruct myself here. <laughs> Oh, it was a good list. It was a good list. I was ready to listen to more. Oh, I was like, what what else? That those are such such deep things, Alice. Oh, like the truth gosh. is so deep in what it reveals of ourselves. And yeah. our deepest need is to be freed in Christ, you know, yeah. free to live the life that He has defined and planned for us. And I think as you were sharing those things, I think about all the invisible struggles um, that we sometimes suffer silently with because it's it's such a deep part of us. Like who, who wants to talk about mm. being self-destructive or like those yeah. those um, those lies that like we're never going to yeah. be good enough or the fears that we have? I think that, yeah, I think that's really beautiful that it exposes those areas that jesus is working to redeem yeah but i think that also what you lady shared earlier how we need to we must place our trust in jesus and because only when at that place that's where i am able to really um relieve all this all these like you know thoughts or um you know on my list you know like really uh release them to jesus and knowing that only his truth can set me free um if not because of this conversation i probably just gonna bury them you know in deep my heart somewhere the corner until it pops up you know um through some situation but i'm so glad that we can talk about this because i think that at times we all need to re-examine our hearts and um you know our weaknesses and knowing that god cares about us and he can take all these away from us he already has uh, through jesus so yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think when like jesus is talking about setting us free i think when you were describing that list um just tying back to like how leslie started this whole conversation about how like the world sees truth and how we mm-hmm. live like in a postmodern society i think a lot of times like um like the world wants to make it seem like when we don't have to submit to like an absolute truth like when we don't have to submit to jesus and what he says then we're like so free and i think social Mm -hmm. media i think it tends to accentuate that where people can just sort of show like their best things going on and then you start to have this mentality like 
hey, yeah, they're so free. They're having so much fun. Like they have no struggle. There's no darkness. There's no struggle, you know, like, mm-hmm. and you start to fall into that trap. And I think like in John, when um, Jesus is talking about how the truth will set you free, yeah. what we don't realize is that whether we like it or not, we are slaves to something. Mm-hmm. We are either slaves mm-hmm. to Christ or mm-hmm. we are slaves to this world. That's and right. if we choose to deny the truth of Christ, we are enslaved to this world. To we world. are enslaved to right. all those things you listed, right? Exactly. Like, I don't, there is no one in this world who walks around without any fear, any mm-hmm. anxiety, any thoughts of like insecurity, self-destruction, like everyone suffers through that, but no one is going to put that in the forefront. But as believers, because we have Christ, we have answers mm-hmm. for those things. And that's where it's like, tying like all these things together is like yeah christ is like a timeless truth Mm. people like two thousand years ago more than two thousand years ago they all struggled with these things from adam and eve they struggled with this Mm -hmm. feeling of like man like i want to be more Mm -hmm. you know like i want attention i want Mm. i want to be in control and Mm -hmm. god's answer to that has been the same for all of eternity and that's what the beauty of truth is, is that, yeah, right now we're living in a postmodern society. And this is not something new. This has happened before. Like, look at the Greco-Roman right. culture. They were so indulged in, in like feeding themselves and their own desires and just mm-hmm. feeling good and being mm-hmm. happy and living our best life now. And it's, yeah, now where you have more technology and stuff and it looks different but i think it's very the same you know Mm -hmm. and um i think no matter what christ and his truth will will stand the test of time Mm -hmm. and at the end of our lives we all have to answer this question of like Mm -hmm. yeah we are we're enslaved to something whether we want to acknowledge it or not um and as believers right now, we have that ability to say, yeah, I still struggle with my sin and sin is still in me, but like I can look to Jesus and I can look forward to the day where I know that I'm going to be set free mm-hmm. and I don't have to struggle with, with any of these fears or doubts or insecurities. And that is where my hope lies. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's anything else that can offer that to you, you know? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's just, it, it, what, just from what I'm able to share, you know, I just want to share this one verse, John 8, 30, uh, verse 36. So if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. Mm-hmm. I just like, that's just something that I want to say. I think that one of the worship songs too, I think. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who do we think Jesus is? Do we think mm. he truly is the Christ, the son of God? the savior of the world. Mm -hmm. And if we do, he can be our savior, but he also demands a response. Like Mm -hmm. if we believe in him, then we also, we also need to make him our Lord. And so, so I think it's a common phrase to say, Jesus is my Lord and savior, but Mm -hmm. do we call him Lord every day? Do we treat him like our Mm -hmm. Lord and the master of our lives? The one that we need to submit and surrender our lives to and follow after because his teachings and what he asks of us it, it's it's going to cost us our life if you just believe in god you see him as like a like a genie like the mm. god who blesses yeah. me the god 
who I cry out to only when I need him. But then I'm still God of my life. I'm still the one sitting on the throne of my heart. But if Jesus, if I put my faith in Jesus, I can't be on that throne. It has to be Jesus because that's everything that he taught is that he, he says, you know, lose your life and sell it for following, for the sake of following him. I also was thinking about how, like, because Jesus is truth, like, because he is like perfect truth, uh, like he reveals the truth about us, which is that like, we're sinners Mm. and like, we're dead in our sins without him. And I think, um, yeah, I think it takes a lot of like humility to like, Mm come before that because you have to be humble enough to really to like see your sin and not just be like well it's fine like I don't need like I don't need someone to help me I don't need someone to save me like I'm like my own god essentially Mm -hmm. um and so I think yeah like because Jesus is truth like he reveals that about us but are we like humble enough to like see the end to be like god like I need you to like you know like save me and um to be my lord and savior and like surrender my life to you Mm -hmm. Um, so I was just thinking that it's just like, it's a lot of humility. I think that's like, you know, pride is just like, I think for all of us, like pride is just so hard. And like, I think every day, like we need to like die to ourselves and, Mm -hmm. um, like submit ourselves, um, to God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, that reminds me of one of the most dangerous beliefs that I think most people believe about themselves and it's the thought, I'm not that bad, or mm-hmm. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is like the biggest barrier between you and Christ. Because mm-hmm. if you think that way, you don't need anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because your standard is your own, whatever you right. measure, you're mm-hmm. measuring yourself mm-hmm. with. Um, but God demands holiness so like that's the standard that we need to really learn about and be humble to receive I like Vanessa how you're saying how that's like a truth that we need to face daily Mm -hmm. I think like even as believers we tend not to face that truth daily I think we Mm -hmm. try and like just leave it as like oh yeah I'm a sinner I know and Jesus forgave me um But I think that just that posture of humility is so important. Just mm-hmm. the realization that, yeah, you know, we are prone to struggle each and every day. And yes. um, we need to, to put on the armor of God daily because mm-hmm. every day mm-hmm. we're going to be fighting against mm-hmm. um, these, these untruths that choose to deceive right. us, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's just a really good reminder. Mm-hmm. How do we like really gird ourselves and not only equip our minds and be transformed with truth, but to be able to do this to those that we counsel, mentor, or parent? I mean, it's as cliche as it sounds. I feel like we really have to be like in the word of God, like when you're posing that question, just that verse in Romans, um, mm-hmm. just calls to mind where it says like to be transformed by the renewal of your mind so that by mm-hmm. testing, you may discern what is the will of God, what is mm-hmm. good and acceptable mm-hmm. and perfect. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like in the Lord's prayer, it says like, your will be done, not my will. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do you come to a place where you know God's will and 
are willing to submit your will to God's will, like the only way is by by reading his word, because that's how he mm-hmm. chose to reveal himself to us. Right. And mm-hmm. every day we're being transformed by the renewal of our mind, but not mm-hmm. necessarily through like God's word. We're being transformed mm-hmm. by like what we choose to put in. And unfortunately, like in this day and age, myself included, like we're just so glued to like our phones and social media. And, mm-hmm. you know, like it, it's really subtle, like how. Mm-hmm those things can transform your mind but it's so true that you become what you behold you know like Mm -hmm. how facebook Mm -hmm. starts sending you those ads and then you just like Mm -hmm. start looking at and you're just before you know it it's changing you Mm -hmm. and i think like if god's word was as immersed in our hearts and our minds as much as all those things are it will change you like um but the problem is like we don't let god's word change us you know we we like to keep it closed and we we don't want to, it's not as easy because it's not as passive. Like it requires us to actively read, to actively think. But I think if we just took like the simple step to like even just unplug for like 30 mm-hmm. minutes in a day and just like, even to just like pray or to just mm-hmm. read like five verses over and mm-hmm. over again, mm-hmm. I can guarantee you will be changed, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah like and I know it's hard you know like I I don't speak from a place where it's like yeah this happens to me every day I just have these like perfect 30 minutes to just sit in silence you know like um but it's like if you fight for that time like God will bless you with that time Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. sometimes it takes just circumstances in life to help Mm -hmm. us realize that once again but um those trials, they, they bring blessing, you know, Mm -hmm. because they help us remind, they help to remind us of, of these truths. Mm -hmm. I really do think that like, you have to fight for it because there's so many things like fighting for attention, like Mm -hmm. even like on our phone, like alone, like there's so many things and like, Mm um, yeah, it just really takes like active, um, active fight. I think like when I'm like, you know, like, for myself like totally and like when I'm like counseling like my youth girls and stuff like there's just so many things going on it's just like either like you're like lazy or like you just like you're just mm. like it's just too much work you know but it's like but this does take work you have to put in effort you have to like put yes. in time mm-hmm. and sacrifice mm-hmm. to like read God's word um because like mm-hmm. I feel like also it's like it sounds also kind of cliche, but I feel like nothing good just comes easy, you know? It's like, mm. you can't, it just can't be, like, perfectly packaged, and, like, mm. you just, like, you know, get it all easy and stuff. Like, it does, like, take work, um, and it takes time. I feel like, I feel like I was, I was at the Jackie Hill Perry, uh, Perry conference, and, like, she was saying, mm. like, social media actually is, like, kind of, like, help, like, not helping us in, like, patience, and, like, I feel like because everything is so fast, like when we read our Bible, it feels like, why isn't this mm. happening faster? Like, mm. how come I'm not growing faster? How come mm. I'm not changing faster? Mm. But it's like, you have to like, really like, just keep going and just like, be patient and like, trust mm. that like, God is working. Um, and yeah, like, just keep praying. I think for myself too, like, I'm like, really prone to just like, being like, um, why is this taking forever? Like, I want to see change now. Like, like, I'm just, you know, it's just, it's just, it's hard. But I think like, um, you know, God works like in his own timing, but he is working still, mm. even mm. if it's not according to our ways. Mm. Um, 
And I was also thinking, I think when I was thinking about this, like, I was like, you know, when Jesus was like in the wilderness and he was being tempted, like how he battled those temptations um, was through scripture and through God's word. And we really need to like guard ourselves with God's word. Um, I feel like also like online now, those things really are so subtle. Like they just kind of like twist one thing and it becomes like a totally different message. And like, sometimes we don't even realize it. And like, we just kind of take it as it is. Um, But we have to like really be careful um, just with what kind of information we're taking in and like really like bringing it back to like, what does God's word say? And like, is that really true? Or is it, you know, like actually like false? And I shouldn't think about that. Mm-hmm. what you yeah. share Vanessa really reminds me of um, you know how we have to exercise our spiritual muscles <laughs> mm. <laughs> talk about like it takes patience takes time takes work to make mm-hmm. it happen right and then I just reminds me of this like I'm like let's say the visual learner I'm thinking about mm-hmm. oh you know how you know those men and women you know they're like you know especially nowadays a lot of us right try to get into shape try to you know like just really um, uh, uh, strengthen our our back muscles so that I'm sure our ab muscles or our back will not be compromised <laughs> and you know become weakened. And so it's like, you know, we need to so same thing with with spiritual muscle. We need to actually um get into God's word mm-hmm. and uh, um read it daily like Marin was saying, you know, five minutes a day, just unplug and just sitting from the Lord and just read his word and just just immerse ourselves in his word. And from there, you know, we will get that, you know, get that sweetness. Of spending time with him and and remember his word mm-hmm. what his promises are and also you know remember when we in his word we're also in his presence and that's mm-hmm. something that Henley you know has preached um in his sermon that really just you know um really resonate with me like you know like we would not be able to go anywhere without God's presence we would not we would not be able to be blessed mm-hmm without his presence you know so so yeah exercise your spiritual muscle getting into god's word getting shape and remember like you said vanessa the active obedience you talk about obedience right like I, i'm thinking like oh, active faith but active obedience will produce endurance and eventually freedom in christ mm. so what what was it that you were trying to memorize I have Philippians and First Peter memorized. Mm. Oh, Philippians mm. and First, First Peter. Peter. And I have like Whoa. some chapters of Romans memorized. And, and you know what she said? She said it's totally doable. And I'm like, I don't doable. know. I think it is. But it I'm is doable. Like, like well, right now in this point in my life, it's it's hard. But during mm. college, it was so mm. doable. And even during mm. dental school, which some people would say mm. is really busy. It's like if you're like disciplined at it and if you just keep you know, like in college, I would walk and I'd have like a, mm-hmm. a index card mm-hmm. and then I would just like review it. Like, mm-hmm. and even when I'm driving, sometimes I would just say it out loud. And mm-hmm. then like, even now, sometimes I'll try and recall and I'll say it out loud and I'll stumble here and there, or I'll like jump a couple verses, but it's still there. It's like right. a, it's like right. a muscle memory mm-hmm. thing, you know? Yeah. I think beautiful. we need to emphasize more about the spirit. I think the way that people rely on their phones and are plugged into their phones <laughs> is the way we True. need to be plugged into the spirit. Yes. 